the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A U.S. Marine is coming home. I guess it won't be so good until I get to hold it in my hug. Russia halts gas deliveries to Poland and Bulgaria. Weaponizing energy supplies. The U.K.'s foreign secretary says NATO needs to ensure Taiwan can defend itself. We must ensure that democracies like Taiwan are able to defend themselves. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, April 28th. I'm Mike Scott. Russia halted gas deliveries to Poland and Bulgaria Wednesday morning over their refusal to settle payments in rubles, kicking off a political crisis over Moscow's reliability as an energy supplier to the EU. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says it's no surprise Russia is cutting off natural gas supplies to two nations and threatening others. This is the type of step, uh, the type of almost weaponizing energy supplies that we had predicted uh, that Russia could take uh, in this conflict. Meanwhile, the fighting continues and Ukraine has acknowledged the loss of several eastern towns in the south and east of that country as Russia steps up a ground offensive. Despite the loss of territory, Ukrainian authorities said nine enemy attacks were repelled, Russian equipment destroyed. Not far from the battered city of Mariupol resides Europe's largest nuclear power plant. The International Atomic Energy Agency chief says safety at that plant, which is currently under Russian occupation, is worrisome as the IAEA tries in vain to get in to do repairs. Russia and Ukraine both need to negotiate access to the plant, but there is a reluctance from both sides to do so. Retired General Jack Keane joined Fox Business to discuss his assessment of the current state of the Russia-Ukraine war. Keane says that Russia, while unable to bring heavy artillery into the first phase of the war, has unleashed them now. Here's what they do have. They, they do have enough forces in Ukraine here, certainly to grind the Ukrainians down. I'm very concerned about their artillery, which they have a preponderance of. The Russian way of war in conventional war is the use of artillery. They couldn't bring it into play in the Battle of Kiev because the Ukrainians pushed them back in the suburbs. But they are having it in play now. They are pounding Ukrainian positions as a result of that. They can grind them down. The retired general explains why Ukraine is in need of the howitzers they asked for. I don't think either one of them are winning, frankly, but the Ukraine certainly won the first phase of the war. Yeah. 
and that's indisputable. And that was to topple Kiev and certainly topple the government. They they stopped that from happening. This phase is crucial. It it lends an advantage to the Russians because the terrain is open and flat, and the Ukrainians don't have the buildings and those structures to conceal themselves and provide protection like they did around Kiev. They're out in the open, so they dig fortified positions. Well, fortified positions are easy to detect. You fly satellites, you figure out where they are, you fly drones, and then you pound them uh, with artillery. That's the concern that we have. What kills artillery is artillery and also air power. And what they get in the house. And that's what, they, that's what they need them for, and the radar to help them do that. The parents of a U.S. Marine are overjoyed at the return of their son. Russia and the U.S. have carried out an unexpected prisoner exchange The deal involved Trevor Reed, an American Marine, imprisoned for nearly three years. Trevor Reed's father, Joey, says he's aware that the U.S. government does not typically embrace such prisoner exchanges for fear that it might encourage foreign entities to take additional Americans as prisoners as a way to extract concessions. We think it was just an unclear policy decision by, by this administration. Um, obviously, no administration wants to, to make deals or trades for people, but, uh, but most of them do. Mr. Reed hopes his son, who had been in prison in Russia for about three years, doesn't have any permanent health issues. Hopefully we got him out. The president got him out of there in time uh, before he has any you know, lasting, like lifelong uh, health issues because of it, but we'll see. Trevor Reed's mother, Paula, says she can't wait to see her son. Something you've been hoping and praying for, it's finally come true, and for me, I guess it won't really soak in until I get to hold him, give him a hug. Mr. Reed did say he had a chance to speak to his son after he was released. Sounded a little out of it, so um, anyway, so he's going to have some medical and, you know, health issues to take care of. In a speech on the UK's foreign policy, Liz Truss, Britain's foreign secretary, says that NATO should seek to boost security in the Indo-Pacific region and singled out Taiwan's need for protection against China. We also reject the false choice between Euro-Atlantic security and Indo-Pacific security. In the modern world, we need both. We need a global NATO. By that, I don't mean extending the membership to those from other regions. I mean that NATO must have a global outlook ready to tackle global threats. We need to preempt threats in the Indo-Pacific, working with our allies like Japan and Australia to ensure the Pacific is protected. And we must ensure that democracies like Taiwan are able to defend themselves. Truss also emphasized the need to invest in the British military. All of this will require resources. We're correcting a generation of underinvestment. And that's why the Prime Minister has announced the biggest investment in our armed forces since the Cold War. We recognize Russia as the most acute threat in our integrated review, adopting the same vigilance as NATO's Eastern allies. Others are now stepping up as well, but we all need to go further. Spending 2% on defense must be a floor, not a ceiling. There is no substitute for hard military power backed by intelligence and diplomacy. Will we see Bill back better again? 
Democrats and the White House are seeking to revive a tax and spend bill as the party tries to show results to voters heading into a November election where they are facing by what most polling suggests is an uphill battle to retain the House and Senate. Reviving Build Back Better, however altered and most likely with a different name, comes after Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, killed the roughly $2 trillion House Pass bill last year. What the president calls chunks, I would hope, would be a major bill going forward. It may be more limited, but it is um, still significant. Meantime, Senator James Langford of Oklahoma predicts the Democrats will come up short again this year if they try to pass another massive tax and spend plan. Democrats are really struggling to be able to uh, put all of their, as we say, all the frogs in the wheelbarrow to try to get them all moving. And uh, they've got frogs jumping out of the wheelbarrow all the time on the different issues on this uh, because they can't come to agreement on it, which, by the way, to me is just fine. Langford says he's glad to see Democrats once again appear to be on a path toward failure in their bid to pass a massive tax and spend bill this year. Because most of the plans that they're laying forward on tax policy are terrible for energy, terrible for our economy, and will continue to increase inflation. The West Virginia Democrat mansion has proposed a far scaled down version of last year's Build Back Better, but that is meeting resistance from the left wing of his own party and members of the House. Leaners of the private government that runs Walt Disney World in Florida say they are still confused about the law designed to dissolve the government next year. Daybreak Insider's Ed Donahue has that story. The administrator of the Reedy Creek Improvement District, Donald Greer, says the change could delay expansion of a solar power project. The union for the district's firefighters is worried about what the dissolution might mean for members' lifetime benefits. The move came in a Republican push to punish Disney over its opposition to another new law, barring instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation in early grade school, which critics call Don't Say Gay. Greer says the board could not provide clear answers on what's ahead because, in his words, we don't know where we're going. I'm Ed Donahue. New York's highest court sided with Republicans Wednesday in a decision that invalidated Democrats' redistricting map, finding it was gerrymandered in a partisan manner, giving a major advantage to Democrat candidates. New York's highest court has rejected the state's new congressional district maps. The court also saying it will, quote, likely be necessary to move the congressional and state Senate primary elections from June to August. The redistricting maps were widely seen as favoring Democrats, and the state's Court of Appeals agreed in a ruling with a group of Republican voters who sued, saying the boundaries had been unconstitutionally gerrymandered. The district map was created and passed by the Democrat-controlled state legislature after an independent redistricting commission deadlocked and was unable to reach an agreement on how to draw districts following the 2020 census. Stocks shook off a wobbly start and gained some ground in late morning trading on Wall Street Wednesday after a big sell-off in tech stocks a day earlier. Market analyst Ed Moya says despite big drops in the major markets, now is not a time to panic. If you can't handle this market turmoil on days when you hear, you know, this is the worst day since the early days in the pandemic, uh, um, I, I, I think you should really, you know, 
don't be looking at your portfolio every day. I think this is something that there is nothing structurally wrong with the U.S. economy. Moya says investors have jitters over what the Federal Reserve will do next to bolster the economy. The market is is, is pricing in um, uh, several rate hikes um, going forward, 50 at this uh, the upcoming meeting, another 50 basis point rate increase at the, the June one. Moya also says get used to high prices at the pump because we're still looking at $80 barrels of oil for the time being. Your best case scenario right now is, you know, you could see a temporary dip um, in prices again, but um, uh, we're, we're, we should get used to this. A giant of American aviation encountered some financial turbulence at the start of the year. Daybreak Insider's Rich Thomason has details on that story. Boeing reports a loss of $1.2 billion in the first quarter, having taken large write-downs and losing money in both its civilian airplane and defense businesses. The loss was bigger than Wall Street expected, and the company's quarterly revenue also missed expectations. Chicago-based Boeing burned through $3.2 billion in cash. Rich Thomason reporting. The child refugee who fled the Nazis to become the first woman to hold the post as U.S. Secretary of State was memorialized Wednesday as presidents and world leaders gathered to pay their respects at her funeral. President Biden says she was loved at home and overseas. Her name is still synonymous with America as a force for good in the world. Former President Bill Clinton asked how she was feeling in their final phone call two weeks before Albright's death. Let's don't waste any time on that. The only thing that really matters is what kind of world we're going to leave to our grandchildren. I will never forget that conversation as long as I live. It was so perfectly Madeline. Madeline Albright died on March 23rd, 2022, She was 84. And finally, SpaceX launched four astronauts to the International Space Station for NASA on Wednesday. Dragon, SpaceX, nominal orbit insertion. And Freedom Copies, we're glad to be in orbit. It's the first NASA crew composed equally of men and women, including the first black woman making a long-term spaceflight, Jessica Watkins. Astronauts were due to arrive at the space station Wednesday night, 16 hours after their pre-dawn liftoff from Kennedy Space Center. They will spend five months at the orbiting lab. SpaceX has now launched five crews for NASA and two private trips in just under two years. The SpaceX crew on board the Dragon Freedom spacecraft thanked the Falcon 9 launch team as they head to the ISS. From uh, Freedom, we want to thank a uh, big thank you to SpaceX, the commercial crew program, and specifically the Falcon 9 team for uh, a great ride. It is a privilege to get to fly this new vehicle, the Crew Dragon Freedom to orbit. Huge thanks to the teams that assembled and prepared her for flight. We're feeling great and looking forward to the view. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.